Hey there, listeners. This is Jaren in the Future, getting ready to upload today's episode. Sadly, yesterday morning, on Sunday, November 20th of 2022, the tragic incident of the mass shooting in Colorado Springs had made its way into my world. 22-year-old Anderson Lee Aldrich opened fire upon entering an LGBTQIA nightclub just before midnight on Saturday, taking the lives of five innocent individuals and injuring 18. Several of those injured are in critical condition. Causes of intent to crime are still unknown. Today's episode was recorded before this incident. Instead of waiting until your next week's episode for us to talk about it, I wanted to take a moment and say a few words. I acknowledge the privileges that I have because of my four mothers and fathers in the queer community that rioted at Stonewall Inn in 1969. Whether this attack is a hate crime or just another individual without any actual needs to possess firearms, I'd like to remind everyone that don't identify within the queer community that hate crimes still happen in all parts of the world. There are still countries where queer individuals are sentenced to death for living their truth. In our country, where it's easier to get a firearm than a pack of cigarettes, our community, as well as other minorities, are still at risk for violence. Voting for politicians with NRA money in their pockets and giving your money to companies that don't have our best interests at heart contradicts allyship. More than ever, the world needs to start loving one another and stop hating on each other. Please, stand up with us against hate crime against all minority communities, especially those that involve the use of firearms and worse. Remember to vote like hell. The fight won't stop until our safety is 100% guaranteed. Okay, love you, bye. And I know it's my fault because I get really excited about things, but I was really like trying to push that in your face. And he was like, I don't think she's ready yet. And I was like, I need you to talk. <laughs> put it in her face. This is a two guys putting it in her face. <laughs> I have Be... such a immature sexual mind. But do you, have, do you ever look at this mic? I was telling a client the other day. I was like, oh, I I'm look, totally. I look. Uh-huh. 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 That's like, why when you kept pushing it closer to me, I'm like, um, what are we doing right now? <laughs> yep. Um, I was telling a client of mine, I was like, oh I, we upgraded the equipment and yeah. that is one big, beautiful black mic. It is. BBM. A, uh, yeah, a large one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, okay. uh, it's, it's got, it's got width. It's got, which it's, it's got we know girth. in reality, that's oh my what God. matters. Family, baby. we're so sorry. <laughs> that's what matters. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm Heather. My pronouns are she, her. And my name is Jaren. My pronouns are he, him. And we are your hosts of Typically Divergent Podcast. Today we'll be talking about an introduction to astrology. So, hi Heather. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, honey, I'm doing so good. Oh, I'm so excited for vacation uh, to start. I, I bet you I'm are. off after today. Good for you. <laughs> I need it. You deserve it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yes, you. Yes, of course. So, I have something really <laughs> funny to tell you about um this past week oh so goodness. we were over at uh nicholas's parents house this mm-hmm. past weekend for his dad's birthday hi dan hi stacy hi connor hi guys i love you so much <laughs> um his dad has recently been trying to be cautious of the foods that he's been eating mm-hmm. and he looks at us we're sitting eating at the table and he goes you know after reading some of this stuff you know guys i don't think that the fda has any of our best interest at heart and we all just kind of like stopped and i looked at him and i said damn dan you're so woke i'm so (laughs) proud i'm so proud woke on the fda and the food oh my gosh i love it just i don't know if i'm gonna cut this in or cut it out but just wait till you find out about the nra oh goodness right yeah and then we talked about avocado toast 
Yes. <laughs> okay, I can't help it. I really, I know, I know it's stereotype, but I really love avocado toast. And I then know. you add your spices and your little red pepper flakes and then put an egg on top. Oh my God. Yeah. I love it. And you got to do twists of it. You can't just do basic avocado on it. That's not all it is. There's more to it, people. Right. Oh, I love it. And then, um, so I was taking Dozer for a walk and mm -hmm. there are a lot of Canadian geese by the apartment because of the ponds oh that are gosh. nearby. And I was trying to get him to take it for a walk. And all he wanted to do was Canadian geese shit oh off the no. ground. And I was like, bro, like I looked like an animal abuser because of how many times I was pulling at him, trying Aww. to get him to stay away from it and yelling at him. And it's Those just are, like, but don't eat the geese poop. Don't eat the geese poop, bro. Yeah. Also Canadian I think, geese. Is that the name of the title? <laughs> 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 don't eat the geese poop, bro. <laughs> Speaking of Canadian geese, there's a running joke. Um, and again, my husband is Canadian, so I feel Hi, that I'm, I'm allowed to say this. But the reason that they say Canadians are so nice is because all the anger goes into the Canadian geese. <laughs> I believe in it because, like, Canadians ten tend to be, like, very nice, very polite people, like, mm -hmm. in comparison to the stereotype of Americans when they're traveling and stuff, right? And so, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I... I my college used to be full of Canadian geese. Mm -hmm. Like I, I went to university at Buffalo in New York and oh, no, I didn't they go to were Buffalo, everywhere and they would freaking attack you. I mean, they would flipping attack you. And it's yeah. like that kind of thing where like you do not want to run into them uh, by yourself or anything. Right. Like they're, they're nuts. And as a prior, like the, the official bird or whatever of Canada, it's like, yeah, that makes sense. That, that works for me as an explanation. Right. <laughs> I believe in it. <laughs> Speaking of Canadians, um, so <laughs> speaking of Canadians, speaking of Canadians, Canadians. <laughs> I'm s sorry, folks. We actually don't have any Canadian listeners except for your husband. Aww, but the sole Canadian listener. Really, just speaking of people in other countries, mm -hmm. uh, we have a little shout out that we'd like to make. So after our third episode launched, we are able to dive more into our analytics of our listeners and our followers and stuff. Mm -hmm. And for people who download, which again, folks, please, if you have just a second, please click that follow button and that download button so we can reach more people and tell your friends about our show. But anyway, so out of all of the downloads and our highest view, highest listeners list, mm -hmm. um, we have people in Brussels, Belgium, Oh and my goodness. They, they are ranking at number six. Oh my goodness. That's super cool. So, hi, folks in Belgium. In America, we have this thing called a Belgium waffle. And, like, I really like y'all waffles. It's just huge. Yeah. <laughs> we, we love to eat big portions and have it cheap. Yes. And Belgian waffles are usually really sweet here. So, mm -hmm. and then with the fresh fruit on top. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good fresh Belgian waffles. So, folks <laughs> in, um, Belgium, please reach out to us. We'd love to connect with you. Like, seriously. Like, thank you yeah. so very much. They've been listening to us since day one. That's They've, awesome. Yeah. That They've, is super cool. Yeah. We would love to hear from you guys, whoever you are. Please feel free to email us. We like that is really cool. Yeah. And in and everybody that is listening anyway, like, please, we would yes. love to chat with you folks. Um, we are we have been very interactive on our Facebook page, which I know not everybody uses Facebook until we get like a discord or something. That is what we're currently using right now to interact with people as like a group. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be a part of that, please follow the link tree in the episode description notes and you can come do that. And hopefully one day we'll have a discord when this episode launches. We're, we're going to have a new Facebook page so that we can link that with Instagram so we can mm -hmm. keep more content linked together linked together. Yeah. 
um, because we're not able to do that between Instagram and the Facebook group. The, I think the Facebook group moving forward with that, we're, that's going to be the area where we're going to like be interactive with you guys as a whole. Yeah. And as far as like um, episode release dates and like news that's happening, like that's going to, that will transfer from the group to the Facebook page. Also, the day that we are recording this episode, Scarlet and Violet are out. And it is sitting on my switch, which is in the kitchen. Oh my goodness! But I promised Nicholas that I would wait until he got home. That's so hard to wait, right? Like, mm. it's been a pact of ours for a while. I um, I am very, very excited. What um, what's gonna be your starter Pokemon? I always go for fire, mm-hmm. but the grass the one, grass the, one the looks really cute. Cat. Kitty is super cute. I mean, I picked Bulbasaur. We talked about it last episode. I feel like it's fitting for me to go that way. But actually, I do like the fire one. It's like a little gator boy. It's like the version of like the dog in the group right and then you've got the duck i'm not i'm not super fan of the duck so i know like that's out yeah, and that's it looks like donald duck yeah, yeah yeah and then i guess yeah i don't want to spoil anything i saw some things about its evolutions and i'm like yeah yeah i like the other ones better the, um the gator looks yeah. like somebody threw a slice <laughs> of craft american cheese on it which oh for you goodness, non-american that's listeners so- <laughs> that's what america calls cheese and puts in their grilled cheese sandwiches and it's not even made from it's not like it's not real it's not real cheese yeah. It's like gas station nacho cheese, which yeah. I don't think you even have that in your country either. It's considered literally like elevated grilled cheese to use real cheese, like using cheddar and Swiss. And <laughs> yeah. Munster. Munster. I, love I was Munster. literally going to say that. So how's your week been? Oh, it's, um, it's been okay. It's mm-hmm. been a little crazy. Like I think just, I always have this thing where if I know I'm going on vacation with work, I always try to do a lot to prepare for that or try my best to get things done. But Mm -hmm. to be honest, I'm actually kind of proud of myself because I was very honest with myself that this week was going to be kind of crazy, have a lot of things going on um, at work. And so whatever I get done, I get done and I try my best. And if not, like I think people are supportive of me in that. And it's like you just you keep trying and then you bring it back to the table when you come back. You know, yeah. I, and that is something that I constantly have to work on, mm-hmm. but I think I did an okay job at it this week. Good. Good. <laughs> do you watch American Horror Story? I can't remember if we talked about I, this. I do. I'm a dedicated fan, but I have not been, uh, I have not been following this one. So I don't want to spoil anything, especially if other people aren't done with it, but the finale did just recently release. I'm honestly not going to spoil anything, okay. Um, but so no spoilers or anything like that. It's just more of a overall feeling on it Mm -hmm. so i have this thing with american horror story where i and i think a lot of people who watch the show at this point because there are so many seasons you have your favorites you have ones that you think are duds you have ones that are like okay this was all right but not Mm -hmm. really my thing yeah i think the themes presented in this american horror story which i believe is season 11 at this point is they're very important themes there are things that are important for us to think about as society and things that have happened in our Mm -hmm. past. Um, There are a lot of LGBTQ community related themes that are expressed throughout this entire season. I think that's excellent. Mm -hmm. That I do know. Which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. And I still enjoyed watching it as a whole. However, when it comes to American Horror Story, I usually enjoy more of the paranormal stuff. I like to be scared. I like when American Horror Story is known for pushing the envelope of horror and gore. And I know that that is also other people's, not their preferred, Mm -hmm. but that's mine. And I, for example, my favorite is obviously Coven. (laughs) Yeah. But this season, 
was very real. Mm-hmm. It was very it was very realistic. Mm-hmm. It was based on historical things. Mm-hmm. There's not necessarily anything wrong with that. That's mm-hmm. just not what I look for in American Horror Story. Yeah. And so in the end, I just thought it was a little too realistic. Too close to actual American soil. Yeah, and there, there's a theme in that, right? Like, is mm-hmm. is our reality also horror? But I'm like, man, with, with our fruit salad, as we call it, of mental illnesses, I don't know that I need that reminder. I can't and go there. I go to American Horror Story to see things that are otherworldly and the paranormal. And I enjoy that. And I want it to be entertaining. And I didn't find this season to be as quote unquote entertaining for me. That's, yeah. So a little bit disappointed in that, but that's what I've been up to lately in terms of watching things. Okay. Would you like to rate your mental health for the week? For the week, I'd say probably an eight. Overall, pretty good. Good. Um, I did have an event today that mm-hmm. um, made me go instantly to like a two. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a um, almost near-death experience, it feels like, in my mind, and made my anxiety go sky high right before my last day of work before being off for a week. It was pretty icy out this morning because the temperature changed. Yeah. And for many areas of our hometown, they were taken care of appropriately. The mm-hmm. roads were salted, cleanup crews got around it, the highway was totally fine, all of that awesome around my neighborhood and right outside of like my neighborhood entrance which is at a light was not taken care of Mm -hmm. i could tell ahead of time i have experience driving in the snow i was taking it slow i'm not i try not to be one of those people right that don't pay attention total a-holes on the road in the winter weather no i was taking it carefully I was sliding straight out into traffic, I swear to you, for like a whole minute. Mm -hmm. And that felt like an hour. I was like, what do I do? What do I do? I'm not slowing down. I'm not stopping. And it was like continuously. It was so bad. And I saw the cars coming that I'm like, I either need to start beeping because I'm about to be risky. And I would would have been Mm -hmm. T-boned. So I would have at least probably been injured because it would have been on my side of the car. Or last minute, I thought, okay, I need to actually, there's like a median at the entranceway to my like neighborhood where all the houses are and I'm like I'm just I'm gonna drive onto that I'm literally going to drive myself up on curb even if that um makes me lose control in a different way of the vehicle I'd rather crash into some bushes or maybe even a wall in that median than I would crash into another car like I can't do this so (laughs) and I'm having anxiety just talking about it but like well yeah vehicle accidents are traumatic have you ever had a vehicle accident before yeah but it was like it wasn't a bad one it wasn't like it was sort of just where I got rear-ended because someone yeah. wasn't watching or paying attention at yeah. a light, and it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Still um, a shock, though. But yes, oh my goodness, it was it was not a fun experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally had to call my husband on the way into work and talk to him about things and being like, I tried everything. I, this was. I'm glad that I thought of that in the last minute. Mm-hmm. I guess in the end, as a positive message, is everyone please be careful in the snowy conditions. Been pretty frustrated with my uh, with my neighborhood in the area around where I live because it is a busy road. So to me, there's no excuse for them not taking care of it. I understand that other priorities like a highway would come first, but I I thought it was very strange to me that a very busy road that I live off of wasn't cleaned. I don't live in the countryside. I don't know. Can't control those things. And it happened and kind of had a dip in the, the mental health realm, but then I'm, I'm back. I'm good. I'm I know good. I came out of it. We're, we're here today. Good. <laughs> what about you, though? How are you feeling this week? How are you feeling today? Well, when I saw you on Tuesday when we were planning for this episode, I mm-hmm. told you that I was feeling kind of in the dumps lately. Yeah. The So for anybody who doesn't live in the Midwest of America, and if you have not gotten snow recently, but then again, global climate change is is real. So if you are experiencing snow like us, 
Uh, and if you have seasonal affective disorder, like me, your normal depression becomes extra depression. Mm-hmm. And I... Not the kind of extra we want, right? <laughs> no, no, we don't. But as far as how I'm feeling today, mm-hmm. I am feeling much better my good. my entire week. I mean, it was just uphill. Um, awesome. Well, yeah. that's good to hear. Yeah. There were um, a lot of... Uh, moments where it was like you know i had to remind myself i'm I'm only in control of so many things and mm-hmm. the one thing that i am the most in control of is how i respond to stuff and how i allow those emotions to take over me if i if i mm-hmm. allow them to do so you, let's say intrusive feelings okay mm-hmm. i i see what you mean okay yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the big sads came and mm. then increased anxiety. And there's also just like a lot that's going on yeah. right now. Stressors. Um, yes. There's a lot of extra stressors. I know that I have the power to be able to a little more balanced. Yes. As we talked like about the, last week. Like therapy. The therapy is helping mm-hmm. with that and the things that you're doing. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. Like, I mean, I think it's important to as One of my friends who has gone through their own mental journey has always told me it is important to validate the feelings that you're going through. Mm -hmm. We're not about toxic positivity where we completely ignore the negative feelings that we have. Like, I feel like sometimes people go too far the other way, right? Where like they refuse to recognize once they're like in therapy or things like that. And that almost creates its new problem where you're like, no, I'm not allowed to think this way. No, you actually should like process it, process Mm -hmm. whatever you're feeling. Those are valid. And sometimes validation is all you need that it's okay to feel the way you feel, Mm -hmm. process it. And then based off of what you what your personal experience has been in therapy or other things like that and mm-hmm. the coping skills you've learned, then start to utilize those, right? So, yeah, I'm really feeling pretty good today. Good, so, good. Yeah. I went for our little fun fact of the week, and I would like for the audience to do this with us as well. Ooh. I'm going to ask you three questions. Okay. Okay, and I want you to think of them in your head. Okay. First, I need you to think of an animal, any animal. Okay. Okay. You can't have that animal anymore. So now put that off to the side. Okay. okay. So I need you to think of a second animal. Okay. Okay. You got that in your head? Yep. Okay. So now I need you to put that off to the side. You can't have either of those two animals now. Okay. Okay. I need you to think of a third one. Okay. Okay. So the first one is how you see yourself. The second one is how others see you. And then the third one is what you actually are. I see myself as a dog. People see me as a cat. And I'm a horse. <laughs> I am majestic, honey. Oh my goodness. I'm a I fucking love that. You're a, you're a stallion. I am a stallion. Mm, I am Italian. Baby. You know. Italian stallion. <laughs> fucking love it. So I see myself as a cheetah. People oh. see me as a cat. Okay. And in actuality, I'm a panda. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's be real here. That means I'm a panda who thinks she's a cheetah. That's some crazy identity issues, okay? <laughs> I I love that. I, Where I did know. you come up with that? It was a reel on Facebook because remember, <laughs> I'm old. I don't watch TikTok. I know. I know. We're working on you. <laughs> One day we'll One be day. on TikTok. You're allowed to like what you like though, right? Correct. Yes. Kay. Tarot card drawing? Yeah. Okay, let's, let's do, do it. it. Um, 
I love how we said that at the same time. I, I love you. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> um, okay, so I got the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, I got it in reverse though, so I pulled it upside down. It represents a release of fear and repressed emotions. So it serves as a reminder to follow your own intuition, perhaps over what you know a multitude of different people could be giving mm-hmm. you know their opinions on something, um, and a release of anxieties. I, I have to admit, I'm thinking a lot about my car event mm-hmm. earlier this morning um, and having to slowly work on releasing the fear and anxiety and you know some of the aspects of winter driving that. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of, I don't know, I, I, I feel like I've been working on this a lot with my career mm-hmm. and how I, you know, express myself, trying to find like the positives and what I'm working on, but also the things that, you know, I see as issues around me that I would also like to fix for myself and for others. Mm-hmm. And how do I work on that, but also know that those changes might not qu- come quickly um, yeah. and things like that and working through those issues and how to express myself mm-hmm. and my opinions and not hold back either. Mm-hmm. Um I easily hold back, I think, sometimes. Yeah. I think that was a good reminder for me. I, I've good. been really liking what I've been pulling every single time good. we have these episodes. So good. Um, what about you? I drew the Empathic Starseed card. It is a reminder that I am here to shift the world through my presence. We are typically introverted. I know. <laughs> we are typically haha, introverted because crowds are overwhelming, which is so very true. Ooh. I used to love crowds. Now I don't. Yeah. Thanks, COVID. Yes. Well, that's definitely added to that for me. Uh, that in, that intensified my desire to not be around people. Yes. That made, it, that made it worse. Issues. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Because we typically have a hard time being on <laughs> earth and experiencing the humanly experience. Oh boy, do I feel that. <laughs> we are prone to addiction and depression or tend to make mm. other people's emotions our own. Empathy is being able to feel those feelings with someone and to sit, them, sit there with them, no matter what that feeling is. Correct. But... To be able to take on that emotion and make it my problem is something I've always dealt with. To remind myself that we do need to lighten our load a bit and do whatever we can to take off the pressures of this world. And to keep in mind we can't fill from an empty cup. Uh, That's such a good last statement for that. Right. Having that card drawn, I think this would be a good opportunity for me to... um, I am in recovering Mm -hmm. of uh, substance abuse. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can talk about that another time. Well, thank you for thank you for having the courage and being brave to bring that up with everyone here. And of course, you know, we talk about it when you're comfortable about it, you know. Yeah, of course. I know that we are a partnership and we are close friends and Mm -hmm. your anxiousness from this morning was causing me to be anxious. Oh, okay. And so yep. I, all day today, kept telling myself, nope, like, she's fine. Everything's yep. fine. We're still on for tonight. We're yep. going to make this work. Yep. I can't allow your anxious experience to get muddled up with my day when I had to prepare my stuff on my end and still get through my day to be here today with you. Correct. So it was just really fitting. It was mm-hmm. like, Oh yep. <laughs> I did that today. Mm-hmm. I empathize with you and all that you just said, because mm-hmm. I, especially related to the empathy aspect, because I struggle with that too. Yeah. Like it is very difficult not to start to almost absorb the feelings and then make them your own. Mm -hmm. And you have to like, it's okay to like recognize and be there and be empathetic, but you got to be careful about that absorption aspect. You got to be careful about how it transforms you as a person or you're going down that dark path with time. So, yep. It's, it's a good reminder. Yep. 
So um, Heather is going to be leading the research for this week. Um, and again, we're going to be doing very simple astrology basics. There yes. is so much to get into. And I think it, we, oh were, my goodness, yeah. we, we were like, <laughs> hold up, like this is going to have to be done in some parts. So yeah, today it's... we're going to get into, a, we're going to get into it. Mm-hmm. And Heather, why yeah. don't you take it away? All right. So we're going to talk about astrology, sort of that 101, like we're in a Harry Potter course right now. <laughs> we're all at Hogwarts today. Astrology, you hear a lot of like, oh, I'm a Virgo, I'm a Pisces, Mercury is in retrograde, but what is... Mercury's in Gatorade. <laughs> Mercury's in Gatorade. <laughs> I love that. So, but like, what actually is all this? Okay. So basically, astrology utilizes the alignment of different types of planetary bodies to express the cosmic signature. I love that wording. Today in like the Western world astrology, it's seen as a divination focused practice, which is why it's often in shared witch spaces today. Again, in more, you know, modern day westernized spaces. Um, Because we're doing Western astrology. Yes. And there's so many different types. Yes. So a variety of ancient cultures um, believed in forms of astrology. This date dates back to practices in India, in parts of the Middle East, um, in parts of Asia. Certainly, you know, we hear about the Mm -hmm. Chinese zodiacs. It used to be considered intellectual and scientific in many um, areas um, of the world in ancient cultures. It was even used as a way to sort of measure distances between things in space. Today, Today in Western tradition, it is considered a pseudoscience, which is where we see it more in mystical type of realms. It's not considered accurate from a science. Let's measure, you know, this angle or this distance. We don't use it for that anymore. Mm-hmm. It's more of a belief system, mm-hmm. right? So where do the zodiac signs come from? Again, we're talking about the Western zodiac, um, which is again sort of the horoscopes the signs correspond to constellations that make up a region of our sky okay the word zodiac is in reference to a cloud of dust that moves among the planets the word itself means cycle or circle of little animals which is so cute okay but like i'm a libra and i don't get an animal i get a scale i know well i get a a pitcher of water (laughs) is a water (laughs) yeah western astrology primarily credits Greek and Roman culture, mm-hmm. particularly the work of Ptolemy and his work Tetra Biblos, which is Greek, and that is further derived from Egyptian and Babylonian cultures. The names of the signs have primarily Latin basis, which comes from Roman culture. Right. So the Greek and Roman mixing of cultures sort of created a lot of the basis of what we utilize today, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. What is a sun? versus a moon versus a rising sign. We hear about that a little bit more nowadays when people have been getting into astrology a little bit more, looking into more details than just like, what's your horoscope, right? So these are the three main points on your birth or natal chart that outline your personality and who you are. The further points on the chart add in additional details. So the chart itself is representative of that cosmic signature that's unique to you as an individual, as we talked about prior. It's literally your cosmic signature. For anybody who wants to look up your birth charts and stuff, we'll have the link in the description note. Looking at, when I first looked at mine, I was like, oh my God, what is this thing? This is like a mess, a bunch of lines. A giant map of lines and angles. Yes. And it, I mean, it literally looks like a science project. 
project, a physics thing. <laughs> right. It looks <laughs> it looks like I try to draw something with my left hand. Oh my gosh, are you do you remember those nineties like toys? Right? They were like discs that you'd put a pen in and you make a pattern oh, and it yes. goes around and like etches around the, it's come back. They I know I saw called? them at the Oh my goodness. I, well, I know one what of you're our talking about. Tell me about like it. A, oh yeah, listeners, if you know what it's called, tell please, us, tell remind us, us. Please. But you put the different colored pens, right? And it makes yeah. a design. That's literally what it feels like with I the saw them charts. at Meyer the other day. Yes. Yeah, but that's literally what they look like. That's sort of what they remind me of. Yeah. It's like all of these lines going back and forth, and somehow it's related to where the planets aligned on the time and day of your birth. So with birth charting, we are going to talk about the basics, again, the sun, moon, and rising sign, but there are so many other added aspects to your overall cosmic signature, as mm -hmm. we like to call it, um, that we're going to talk about more of those extra details in a future episode or even more um, because it is a lot to unpack <laughs> so with the sun and the moon those represent the positions of the planets relative to the sun and the moon with one's rising sign or what we also call the ascendant sign this is representative of the sign rising literally in the eastern horizon at the time of one's birth your sun sign is your primary sign. This is what most people today in popular, you know, social media, et cetera, what most people search for as their zodiac sign. That's your primary sign. Sun represents vitality. So this is your vitality related sign. It represents you as an overall individual, your life, your primary being, and your energy. And on a macro level, this is who you are. And the major sort of stereotypes, good mm -hmm. and, you know, negative things to work on that you might have to face about you. Where the sun is the vitality and your life, the moon is your soul. This is how you feel in your subconscious. It's the side you may keep more hidden from people who don't know you. Your, it's your internal emotions. So how you also may react to an event or something that happens to you. How you may express yourself at home, at ease, and when you are most comfortable. So LOL, that's so funny because when I was taking my notes of my moon, I was like, oh, we're not going to say that. Yes. There are parts in it. I was like, I don't want people to think of me like this. Oh, my goodness. I <laughs> Okay. So, <laughs> bitch. We're being bitch. genuine, you guys. Literally, we promise. We're being so genuine right now because I literally felt the same thing. And some of my friends who I talk to uh -huh. about this, um, it's so funny because the sign that's my moon is something that I've literally have a history of like an issue with, with a yeah. few people of that actual sun sign. And I'm like... I'm not proud to be this. How is this possible? And then when it, like you really look into it, you're like, okay, I understand that that I have this side of me, and it and it's in a different specific way than how that same side might be represented in the sun sign. So really, it is something that maybe you're not like always proud of, but sometimes those feelings come through. Interestingly, then your rising or ascending sign is your social personality. So this is how you self-identify and how you act in life. It might be the image of personality as seen by others and how others see you, mm. how others identify you. It's the manifestation of your inner and outer world combined and the type of energy that drives your approach to life. Then one other aspect that I wanted to talk about because it okay. does come up a lot. What about the recent Zodiac date change thing? The 13th one. Yes, there's yeah. a 13th Zodiac that some people talk about. It's interesting. It's just hard to explain, especially in a limited podcast timeline. <laughs> However, it's actually only practiced by a minority of people who practice Western astrology. Okay. The minority of Western astrology practitioners follow the sidereal system, which has roots in Hindu astrology. So it doesn't have the same roots 
as our Western astrology system. There is a subgroup of people, even more rare than just that group, includes also an additional sign called Oph Ophiuchus. It, so it sounds Greek and Roman still to me, mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm saying it like I think it would be like kind of like a Greek god or something, like mm -hmm. Ophiuchus. And basically all that implies is that it suggests that if you follow this more alternative practice, everyone would be a month before their traditional sign. You know, and that's separate from also acknowledging Hindu astrology is its own thing. Yeah. That's appropriate. That's fine. It's more so just I, I do want to highlight that where the roots of that alternative look is basically it's on just how you look at how the planet basically turns around the sun and it comes from a different root of astrology Okay. to okay. apply to our Western astrology okay. culture. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So it's it's interesting, mm -hmm. um, but I don't personally follow it myself. Sounds so interesting because you lost me. <laughs> So interesting you lost me. Wow, how Aquarius of me. I know. Which we'll get into. <laughs> so uh, Heather just said she's an Aquarius and I'm a Libra. We are known as the scales of the Zodiac. We are an air sign. Venus, the ruler of love and beauty, is our planet. I'm your Venus. I'm your fire. Your desire. We are the seventh ruling house. Some of the characteristics of a Libra sign are intelligent, charming, diplomatic, artistic and intelligent uh, which is ironic because as a kid i was told that i was a know-it-all <laughs> i was like i literally don't know how i know these thing these things i also was told a lot that i was an old soul and so i think that that knowledge just continued to pass on through yeah. my lives yeah um i remember being a kid and like pooping on the toilet looking at my dad and being like i know how to spell the word people had never even seen the word <laughs> i was probably like first grade maybe yeah not even a word that a first grader is trying to learn how to spell <laughs> We are kind and willing to put others' needs before our own, hence empathy to an unhealthy level. Mm -hmm. Also may have also put others' needs before my own because of being raised to believe that I was responsible for other people's emotions and feelings. Mm -hmm. You're responsible for finding that balance for other people. Yeah. Giving them the Libra energy, yeah. which it is not your responsibility. It, it, it is not my responsibility, no. We value harmony in all shapes and forms. Essentially, we want to bring out the huh, balance to <laughs> other people for their lives, and yet we are the most unbalanced individual. There are hence, hi, it's me, I'm my own problem. <laughs> oh, no, not that again. <laughs> we have the ability to be able to see the gray area, but also have an issue with, things consistently being all black or white so it's all or nothing in in our own lives we are best known for being able to view all sides of any circumstance um i have always been really good at unintentionally doing that i remember mm -hmm. as a child one time i remember struggling with a paternal unit over the way someone was dressed and their impression was that the stranger was a quote troublemaker being so emotional about it that i went to my middle school guidance counselor and Aww. cried to her about it because it just bothered me that other strangers were being judged just by the way that they look we're expected to be good at making decisions which is not true <laughs> and being able to follow through with them um, can be very much a struggle um, whenever i'm given the opportunity to make a decision like dinner or what i want i struggle with making those decisions because i become too concerned about what other people want so oh my I'm, God, usually that's the, me. I'm usually the typical like i don't know what do you want even if i don't want to eat it i'll still eat it just because it's easier for the majority honey i am the same the same yep. fucking way. Now, when I'm, like, when I can't I, when I'm feeding it. myself or like if I'm out yeah, and about yeah, yeah. and I'm like, I'm going to stop and have lunch somewhere. Even then I'm like, well, what do I want? Yeah. I, I struggle know. with it too. Cause then I'm like, um, 
well, when am I going to have this opportunity again? And you make it like a, this super big, important decision when it like, like right. just make a decision, but you right. can't. Yeah. Um, so one of the goofy movies from way back in the day, the one where he's yes. on the, he's in the concert Yes. at the end. <gasps> okay. So when he and his dad are on that trip <gasps> and he goes left or right and he goes, I don't know. Left <gasps> oh my or right. goodness. Yeah. Left. Every time I have a decision where it's like, okay, what do you fucking want, Jaren? I can hear his dad in in the back of my head just screaming left because it's like, that's the decision I want. We're constantly <laughs> known for daydream- daydreaming. Um, hi, I think we call that disassociating now. And it has become a problem that I've been working on. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I feel that too. Um, when we fall in love, we fall hard. We are also known to be big flirts. Uh, not currently true for my current day-to-day life because mm-hmm. i am happily in a committed monogamous relationship mm-hmm. um however libras are more common to be found as polyamorous because we oh, have so much we have so much love to give i'm not in a polyamorous re- relationship but mm-hmm. i i could i can confidently say that i have the ability to give love to multiple people mm-hmm mm-hmm so you can see where that would come from. Yes. 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 Again, I'm in a monogamous relationship right now, and that is all I need. Um, speaking of love, when it comes to finding love, we love the drama and the pageantry <laughs> of relationships. <laughs> One of the few who actually enjoy first dates. Oh my hence, goodness, that's adorable. Hence why I have a history of being a whore. <laughs> um, we don't shame. We got to repeat that first date over and over. <laughs> yes. Uh, we don't shame. Nope. Nope. We do not shame. Um, but when we are looking and considering somebody for a partner we constantly are looking into the future to imagine what that life could be like um mm. i've literally hurt my own feelings by assuming my position in somebody else's life who like i didn't like didn't they didn't even know that i existed because they ended up in a relationship somehow i was hurt by it because i was like oh my when britney spears got married broke my heart oh my goodness broke my heart okay now i'm like thinking of people in my past that i'm like yeah they must have been a libra <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. We have very socialistic cues and desires and the need to be around other people, uh, which is not true for me anymore. Mm, One mm-hmm. aspect about this that is still very true to me today, I have always hated going somewhere that involved um, a crowd of people. So anything more than like six. And yeah. if I'm with only one person there um, and I don't know anybody else, I'm typically the one that's like really super quiet for the first like 20 to 45 minutes to an hour until I finally feel the energies of the entire room. And then I can feel like I can be myself because mm. then I kind of understand who everybody is. I don't ever just like walk in and I'm like, yo, what's up everybody? How you doing? Like, this is my name. I'm usually like the one where someone yes. has to say, "I, this is Jaron. I brought him with me or someone come to yes. me and say like, hi, like what's your name? I used to be the hello. My name is Jaron. Come hang out with me. I'm yeah. not like that anymore. Libras would make great lawyers, therapists or social workers. Um, which is ironic because I wanted to be a therapist when I was a kid. Uh, mm. I At one point, once when I was younger, and I used to pop off all the time with my mouth because I was a very angry mm. younger man and teenager and mm-hmm. young adult. Um, I used to be like, I'm really good at arguing because I'd be able to get my point across. I never really got my point across. I just was really good at being unhealthy and like loud. <laughs> and then just like and shutting down from a conversation and thinking that I won. I don't do that anymore. We recognize where we have room for improvement. Yes. And <laughs> the greatest thing about improving is that it never ends. Yeah. When it comes to spirituality, we prefer insights through meditation and Reiki um, mm. in terms like what will be, will be, which yeah. is a pretty big mantra in my life because I'm trying to be more present. I like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. When it comes to my birth chart, my rising is a cancer. Um, we are gentle creatures. We don't make a splash when we walk into the room. We glide from side to side. Like a little crab. Like a little crab. Like cancer. Yes. <laughs> Rather sensitive to their environment, so they tend to get flustered easily. Very true. A little too much overstimulation, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm done. You mm. can call it a night for me. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. they feel threatened, they want to protect themselves, which is very true. Come across as sweet, innocent, and caring individuals. Aww. I know. That's, I mean, I feel that. I feel that for yeah. you. Cancer ascendants look for structure and stability in their relationships. So true. <laughs> and their ideal partner displays strength, financial, and emotional stability. And this next part I thought was really funny mm-hmm. because of how my past relationships have been. Okay. Uh, we prefer to have well-defined rules within those relationships. Oh, my goodness. And that is very true. Yep. Yep. We're not going to talk about it on this episode. Oh, that's One day okay. We will. So what about your moon? My moon is in the Sagittarius. <laughs> How do you feel about that? <laughs> I only dated one Sagittarius. I'll never do it again. <laughs> this means I have a need for personal freedom and space and mm-hmm. simultaneously the need for activity, which is why yep. I work a lot. Yep. Well, not that this is the reason why. I think I've been working so much for the last couple of years because I've been avoiding trauma. But I love to stay busy. I've always mm-hmm. been like that. They love adventure and wide open spaces in the outside world and in their own home. They love brightness in their environments and in their homes. Many people with lunar Sagittarius tend to be outdoorsy type. I love camping. I'm a, I'm a bear in the woods. If there are any other gay people out there, you know what I mean when I say that I am a bear in the woods. <laughs> I think I even know what you mean. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Not much for making plans. They like to wing it, but they are also adaptable and generally on the go. I feel like your Libra side makes up for that, though, because you like things to be organized and Mm -hmm. that balance of like having a schedule and things like that. Because we talk about that with the podcast. So my flying at the seam of the pants with that is more so of just like... um, body modifications tattoos piercings oh yeah things that i've done like that see and so that's interesting where like you know again you're talking about the moon and that's your soul right that's like the parts of you that get seen by those you're closest to and when you're i don't know most comfortable which is you know like your tattoos and Mm -hmm. you know doing things for yourself yeah love it so heather tell me about your sign okay about your birth chart okay so my sun sign, my primary sign is that um, I'm an Aquarius. Mm. We are the water bearers. Yes. So we're not the mermaid that's often holding it. We're literally the vase with the water pouring out. <laughs> I, I always thought when I was little that I was like the awesome mermaid because I always thought mermaids were super cool when I was little. And I always wanted to be the mermaid. And then I realized that, no, you're literally the vase. You're the vase. Right. Yeah. I'm, That's not, so cute. I'm not the fucking mermaid. She's not even the you water. You know what? I'm a mermaid in my own mind, okay? And that it will go into the Aquarius sign and what we represent. Well, I think because you're the vase holding the water, I think that's a good reminder that you need to stay hydrated. Man. Drink you... actual water. <sighs> not, not me not ice, liking water not from episode coffee. two. I don't know. <laughs> not me being a sub and listening to what people tell me to do. Take care of myself. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, also, 
I'm an air sign, which represents a fixed sign. Mm -hmm. So those who are air signs, similar to Libra, we tend to be um, stubborn in certain areas of our lives, which I'll get into. (laughs) We are represented by the planet Uranus. Yes, I know. (laughs) I like to say Uranus. 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 Oh, my goodness. I can't. It's like my least favorite planet. So, again, along with, like, finding out later in life that you're not the mermaid holding the vase, you're the vase with the water pouring out, and then being like, why is my planet Uranus? Why? Like, it's just, I don't know. Whatever you think about planets, you're like, why? Why Why this one, right? Um, But I do think it's interesting considering the uniqueness aspect of this sign so i think it goes with like people kind of associate uranus with like the weird planet so we're the weirdo sign and quotes (laughs) i always thought pisces were the weirdos because they're the they're the last so they have the personalities and the traits and the characteristics of all of the signs um so from what i i understand from learning about pisces i do have a couple friends actually that are pisces and um have looked up you know things about signs in the past Pisces tend to be big feelers, but they don't like to show it on the outside until they're like comfortable with people. Um, Aquarius definitely like whenever you like see memes where like I've literally seen memes of um, like your sign as a Taco Bell menu item and the Taco Bell menu item for an Aquarius will literally be something that no longer exists on the menu. Mm. (laughs) Like we are considered, I think in in episode two, I talked about this, but we're like the alien sign. We are literally the weirdos, but Good thought. I mean, I maybe everyone has their own kind of weirdness, right? So mm-hmm. where weirdness comes into play with Pisces would be, like, they may come off as unemotional, but strangely enough, they're actually, like, considered the emotional sign. Yeah. I used the to... really feely people, like the poetry within the soul kind of people. Yeah. When I was an assistant manager for a corporate chain salon, I used to have to manage, well we had a stylist who was a Pisces mm. and she was really sweet and everything. And one day she, I told her not to do something cause it wasn't needed to be done. And she just like snapped. And I was like, mm. yeah. And that's that pent up know. emotion. Uh-huh. I was like, like, I didn't know that you could be like this. They, my experience in this is I, the Pisces people that I know I'm very close with and mm-hmm. I absolutely love them. Shout out to you guys. I really care about you both. Um, yeah. All they, Zodiacs matter. They are, wonderful people and they they work so hard to keep that stuff down but they are highly emotional people who feel a lot um yeah so from a positive standpoint because i think most of them are empathetic in my opinion that i've run into um but anyway so for aquarius um they tend to be independent enigmatic intuitive and unique so we're quirky but sincere we're considered intellectuals each Aquarius is it has an incredible individual story, so they're actually tough to describe as a group, but we'd actually pride ourselves on that. Like, you can't identify us. Mm-hmm. We literally hate labels, sometimes even the good ones. Yeah. So don't you dare put me in a category. Literally, when you're reading the horoscope, it's like, don't you put me in that group. Give me the most individualized horoscope you can, and that would make an Aquarius. Challenges um, that Aquarius people face, including myself, is... Number one, perfectionism. Uh, Obvious, Mm -hmm. as we talked about last episode. Um, They have a hard time accepting when something is good enough. 
not the imposter syndrome. Right. <laughs> um, they can come off as cold, but it is usually because they were pulled in another direction to actually help someone else. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they're driven by help to help other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so they prioritize based on a need, not just loyalty. Um, and that can come into issues with like relationships where, you know, people expect you to be like, I feel like when you get married, there's sometimes an expectation of like, you know, your husband or your wife or whoever that is you're married to. Um, those those people come first. Mm-hmm. And that is important. I do mm-hmm. think that there's an important aspect to that. But there are other people in our lives that like need us. And so you can get pulled in a lot of directions. Yeah. So Aquarius people do have to be mindful of that. I think that happens with me, especially in my career, because my career is based on helping other people. Right. And oh, my goodness, do I find a lot of value in that but sometimes that can be a downfall because I don't know when to put my foot down and say enough is enough I need to have balance work-life balance all those types of things right right but clear communication can help an Aquarius improve on this mm-hmm. so I think sometimes if I just you know tell Spencer hey I'm gonna do this with a friend you know they need my help or I'm gonna go do this with someone you know is that okay can we move you know this around or so- something like that that tends to help so as long as you're willing to have clear communication with the people around you, that's usually appreciated. We believe in change, evolution, and walking to the beat of our own drum, which is ironic considering we are a fixed sign. So you think of stubbornness and people who don't like change. But at the same time, I would like to say that as an Aquarius, we're stubborn about being different, like I was saying before, and about choosing our own path. Mm-hmm. The things that we do get passionate about, we are stubborn about. Mm-hmm. So, and, and to which there are many. Yeah. Um, we're stubborn in our own idealism. Yes. But briefly, I think it's interesting because one thing that I was feeling a lot, especially with uh, the things that were going on in 2020, is that there has been a debate in astrology as to when the age of Aquarius, when the age of Aquarius actually triggered and actually ha- has been happening. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a popular belief towards the end of 2020. I think it was like between September and November that that's when the true age of Aquarius started. And it's supposed to bring a time of um, what gets a negative connotation of woke but I see that as a positive and that's really like us waking up to the problems in society to the problems in our world that we want to fix and that like as humans literally evolve and like get to this higher level of thinking that perhaps we haven't been able to do in our past Mm -hmm. and evolve as a society to take care of each other in better ways than we have before. Right. Like to me, that's huge. And I think that's interesting because it usually that comes with very negative triggering events to force society to start to think that way. Right. And we look at all the things that have happened in 2020. We we usually, we call it like a calendar of different traumatic events, right. And different things that have happened. COVID honestly being just, one of them mm-hmm. um and that causing a shift in how people are right and i always find that extremely interesting to talk about and i get very passionate about it as an aquarius and i i feel like i thrive in that type of mm-hmm. environment because i want to be a part of that change with other people right. i want i want to help be a driving force with that yeah. and i think you and i talk about that with our mm-hmm. podcast as a whole um so again i'm very proud to be a part of this journey. Mm. Um, Same. So speaking of that and things about being stubborn in our idealistic ways, um, generally 
Aquarians have a strong sense of justice, social justice in particular, and making the world a better place, which makes me really happy to be an Aquarius in this time period. Um, They tend to be curious and observant of people people who are different than themselves, which helps to be open to changes with social justice. Um, They understand things on a big picture and are very concerned about others idealistically, groups of people, but not how individuals may treat them, which becomes a problem, right? Because they might not care enough about someone treating them in a day-to-day. Um, and I have certainly been in a set of abuse and abusive relationships romantically, for example. But then like, you know, when you're talking about groups of people and society, that's, that's where we're thinking. We're thinking on that level. So maybe we need to learn to care about ourselves a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> we don't like strict rules or people telling us what we should do, particularly when it comes to relationships and our love life. We define by the rules, ethics, and morals that we already stand for and do not wish to have others define them for us. Mm-hmm. When it comes to friends and social aspects, we are sometimes called open books and oversharers. Hi. Um, It's me. We love finding connections with other people and we're good listeners, but we will also question. And again, that brings up the ideals aspect. One of the quotes that they said is there is no me. There is only we. And that that gave me like literally sci-fi dystopian like love that like like as if I'm watching the Hunger Games like there is no me. There is only we. We're moving forward. We will evolve as a society and as human beings and we will transform. And bitch, that's me. Well, the whole purpose of <coughs> the whole purpose of wanting to do better for your next generation is so that they can have something that's better for you. I mean, how many times do we hear parents say things like, "Oh, I want my kids to have things I never had," and then like mm-hmm. we we do that for the future generations, yes. and then and then they get to have a better life, and then the rest of society just shits on them. Yeah, it's like your like, success. Wasn't that the goal? Yeah, your successes and your happiness are not worth it because you didn't struggle like I did. Like what? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Let's get better. So moving on to my rising sign um, that affects and and again to review is how others really see us. Um, I am a Libra. (laughs) So look at us. Somewhat similar here. You're also a horse. Yes, I'm I'm also I'm a horse panda. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a panda horse. She said, what was your other one? A pan- I'm a panda horse who thinks she's a cheetah. Yeah. <laughs> and then other people see me as a cat. So, she, wow, this is very interesting. She's a she's a feature. A feature? You're a feature. <laughs> no, not the feet. Panda, no, horse, feet. cheetah. You're a feature. I don't like the feet. <laughs> My dad's <laughs> wife. Hi, Terry. I hope you're listening. I, I love you. She told me, she told me, like, sometime this year that she used to be a horse girl. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> wrong with horse girls but just like y'all when people tell me that in their past life they were a horse girl it's like i love how that's become like a whole personality like to be honest. <laughs> have you seen horse the horse girl movie it's a science fiction movie it's so fucked up oh yes 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 yes, yes. Spencer, I saw it. it's so fucked up with like everything she's going through and she's she man she does a good job at creeping me out man oh my I know. goodness you know, so my stepmom's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm volunteering my, <laughs> I'm volunteering my, uh, time during retirement to help with kids with like special needs okay. to like do work with horses. Yeah. And I was like, oh really? And she's like, yeah, I, I grew up with horses. And I went, you're a horse girl. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, We're not judging, but it's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, my mom's a horse girl. Mm, oh my goodness. The things, the things that happen. Um, Yeah. 
I don't even know what I'm saying it's anymore. Okay. I just, I can't come back from that because I'm just <laughs> thinking, I'm also trying to think if you're a panda and a horse at the same time, like which parts look like <laughs> She's still back on that. Girl, I've got ADHD. <laughs> I am hyper-focusing all the fuck way to like the different ways that I could combine a panda and a horse. I'm literally at the point where I'm like, when I get home, I'm going to tell Spencer to because he, a a, he's an artist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask him to draw me a panda horse person. <laughs> and then we're going to use it on the podcast. <laughs> God. And it can be representative of like when we're having issues with our identity. I'm really going off on this horse panda meme. Okay, okay. but back to astrology. No, there is no horse panda astrological <laughs> <laughs> Nor there is a panda or a horse. <laughs> the, the constellation of the horse panda. <laughs> That's the Aquarius in her. <laughs> oh Sorry, God, folks. She's such weirdo. an asparagus. I'm such a weirdo. I love it though. You know what? I hear I'm here at this point in my adult life, and that's what I've talked about before. To own my weirdness, to own my weirdness as an Aquarius. I used to hate it. I masked it, and I can no longer mask it. It's just coming out at this point. I try, and honestly, I'm not. I'm done with trying to mask things. We're not doing that anymore. Um. So speaking of feeling like a weirdo and being a weirdo, um, hate followers, fans, <laughs> friends. <laughs> What, I was thinking about this the other day. What if I call y'all weirdos? Because y'all, if you like us so much, you must be like us. Yes. Like, but being like divergent and going off the stereotype. Yes. yes. What, like, so oh my we goodness. can start the show. Hey, call weirdos. weirdos. Hey, weirdos. Yeah. Like-minded weirdos. Yeah. I like okay. it, but in a positive way. Okay. okay. Back to homework. So. You have to cut a lot of that out. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's okay. Moving on to our rising sign. Um, are moving on to my rising sign um so that is libra so similar to your sun sign mm-hmm. yay we're uh we're somewhat alike here um so again the rising sign is representative of what others might think of you it's your social personality title basically um so libra risings tend to be bright inspired and they live in their own mind which I think just further confirms the fact that I'm an Aquarius, so we'll go with it. Um, Libra ascendants tend to come across as nice, pleasant, and friendly. Um, Harmony and love tend to be common themes with these people. Mm -hmm. They easily make friends. They are looked at by others as gentle people who want to solve problems for others. Um, And their soft approach actually does work to persuade people pretty well. Um, Sometimes people would argue that a soft approach does not work well, but it works well for them. Usually they have a charming smile and a natural attraction to others, even without meaning to. However... Mm-hmm. That natural attraction doesn't always go great. Um, it literally listed um, Libra rising people, um, and particularly like Aquarius Libra rising, as the type of people who unfortunately attract the wrong types of people in their relationships, particularly their love lives. Mm-hmm. They tend to be people who stereotypically have a long string of toxic, traumatic, abusive relationships. And no lie, that's unfortunately for my past. Um, no longer who I am today. Um, 
I do have a history of toxic and um, mentally and physically abusive relationships in my past, just being completely open yeah. and honest with our listeners. Um, Thank so, you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about that another time with a different you know, mental health topic. These people are easily taken advantage of. Um, and I think that, interestingly, with you, be a Li- you being a Libra son, it kind of talks about the empathy aspects mm-hmm. of that. Um, and if this is how others view me, they know that, okay, gentle, loving person, let's go after this, right? Yeah. Um, but that's not my whole personality. So being aware of that is important and that can help with those things. Um these people also can tend to have issues with impracticalities. They get easily bored. They can get distracted. Not my ADHD coming through. Um, they can sometimes try too hard to keep up with the nice girl, nice guy image that they've been given by others, um, which can cause internal strife. Yeah. That I feel so much. Again, with the whole, I always thought I was kind of like a weird girl, weird kid growing up. Felt like I had to mask that to fit in. I always felt that others and, you know, acquaintances always saw me as a lot of these wonderful positive things that the rising sign lists. But then there's like, I always feel this internal pressure. This happens a lot in my career. This happens a lot with people before, like, as I'm getting to know them before I know, like, can I truly trust you? Of like, I have to play as like the nice, sweet, the, you know, older reference here, but Mad Men, the Betty Draper, like the Mm -hmm. really nice 1950s housewife, which then also, again, sometimes attracts the wrong kind of guys. So it's like trying to give that like girl next door vibe when like, I'm really not actually that like i'm more than that but it's easier to just try to keep to that if that's what's considered positive by others yeah um so there's a struggle there sometimes um but yeah i felt like man that was it it really helped define the balance of some of the things with where i feel i'm definitely an aquarius and some of the more social aspects that aquarians aren't always known for that i get out of that libra side so lastly my moon sign is leo which oh goodness shout out to my friends alex and vicky um they know some experiences that we've had with um a a couple of leos in our past if you are a wonderful awesome leo sign as a sun sign kudos to you and you're wonderful and you're amazing i just um i've had some interesting experiences with um some quite e- like more like egotistical mm-hmm. thinks only about themselves type of people that um are leos <laughs> um so yeah those those two friends that i we, we've had some experiences with it, um a couple of these um but when your moon is in leo this usually means you're plus or minus on the outgoing side unlike the leo sun sign where they tend to be very outgoing want to be like in the center of everything that's going on not necessarily always center of attention that is their downfall but like being a part of the big things so when it's your moon sign you don't necessarily always want to do that on the outside it's more like when you get comfortable around people um, and close to them that you enjoy being more in the spotlight and tend to be more extroverted in nature Mm -hmm. so kind of similar to what you said where like it takes time like you're at a party for a while you don't want to be that first one that talks to everyone. You kind of yeah. just hang back a little bit and then you get into it. There's a need. This this one got me and I felt a little insulted at first when I read it. And then I'm like, shit. Yeah, that's me. 
yeah, sometimes I need to learn to be better about this. And, um, but it can be, it's like with good intentions. So here we go. They have a need to organize and control aspects of their life and downside, sometimes other people around them. Yeah. Dear Lord. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yes. So there's an intermission to set things right and oversee how that's going, but not just for you, but for the people that you care about. It's kind of like that. I care about you, Jaren. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to make sure these things happen for you. And then like, I want to know, like, is that working? Is that going right? And I feel like sometimes even when we talk about, I, I thought about our podcast and when I do the research and things and I'm like, okay, I need to know this side or like what's going on with this and this and this and this. And it's, it helps sometimes with organization, mm -hmm. but I know, I know I have to be careful about that. And I need to remind myself, like, it's okay. Let everyone do their own thing. And then you come together. Like, it'll be all right, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like, it, the way that they put it was, it's like bossiness. So as they, um, as they say, um, it's like bossiness, but if it's for your own good. So you come out with these good intentions of like, I'm going to be... Um, I'm going to help you do these things, whether you like it or not, but it's for your own good, which totally gave me that firstborn energy, which I am the firstborn, um, my younger brother, uh, he would probably agree with this wholeheartedly. <laughs> um, but on the positive side of that, it's basically that you want to create things for others to enjoy around them. You enjoy entertaining people. Um, for example, I do love hosting Thanksgiving coming up next week. So I'm, I'm very excited for that. Um, you do require and want to be loved a lot in order to function well so they can be emotionally demanding. Thank you, Spencer. Um, they do not appreciate being slighted by others. They are prone to sulking, but usually in private only. They're too concerned about image to do so in public. <laughs> Basically saving your tears for the pillow. They prefer to take a hit to their pride with dignity and respect in public, which I think that helps me with you know, being a professional and, and stuff in my career and, and, and things. Um, but they do get emotional at home. And yes, I definitely have breakdowns about stress of a variety of things in my life and work and all the other things at home that I would never let people see in public, right. <laughs> being totally honest. Um, this allows them to have courage to take risks, though, to make the changes that they want to see. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. Yes. Thank you for sharing all of your of stuff, course. too. Um, if anybody would like to learn more on birth charts or know what their birth chart is, mm -hmm. um, the the links will be in our description of the episode notes. It is the astro.cafeastrology.com. That's the one that you want to click on. Mm -hmm. um, so those were our things. And speaking of some moons, uh, we do have a new moon phase coming up soon. So two days after this episode releases on Wednesday, November 23rd, we will have a new moon. The new moon will kick off the free flowing fire sign of Sagittarius season, which will be nice after the lunar eclipse heaviness. Most of us have been experiencing personally. Uh, I have not ex been experiencing any of those issues. Like most of the people that I have known, there was a moment where Heather and I were like, there are like nine planets in retrograde and both of us were like living life. Yeah. So we talked about that. Yeah. Like I'm, I was actually feeling okay, but I knew of other people who were like, yo, I'm not feeling right. Yeah. And there were a lot of people like that. I just, I was, I was chugging along. Yeah. <laughs> so as for empaths, I think that's going to be really great for us because then we're not worried about everybody else's mm -hmm. energies. Mm hmm. 
It's time to celebrate expansions and new beginnings. It will call on you to seek higher knowledge, pursue greater aspirations, and expand your perspective. Because of the eclipse season causing additional chaos, moon magic wasn't clear to practice with. Now with the new moon underway, we can go back to doing what feels right. For example, candle lighting and meditation with intention amplifying crystals. Ooh, this is I like gr- that piece of advice. Yeah, because sometimes mm-hmm. I need to remember that again, both as beginner witches, like we're kind of learning as we go and right. with our podcast audience too. Right. And so this is a great time to learn something new. So hopefully you all learn something new. And, <laughs> and I think even if the, um, the witchcraft or any of that really isn't it something that you are or are not interested in i know a lot of people who don't follow any sort of craft and they're still interested in their zodiac and their birth chart yeah yeah this is this is that website when people have memes where they're like hey mom um what what time was i born and then it says get away from her yes 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 this yes, is what in relationships can i just say that i knew that spencer had passed a like green flag a green flag test when i asked him for that information and he was like Sure. Yeah, honey. No problem. And then I'm, and I straight up told him I'm like, this is uh, this is related to astrology, <laughs> and he's like, oh, cool. Tell me what you think. And I'm like, oh, so freaking supportive. Yes. Find supportive people that appreciate your your passions, people. Yes. We love that. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening to us today. We hope you had a great time. If you like what we did on today's episode, come be typically divergent with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and other social media platforms soon to come. You can find all of the ways that you can be a part of the conversation and communicate with us directly through our link tree below in the episode show notes. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to wish our audience a happy Thanksgiving. Oh, yes, that's right. Happy Turkey Day, y'all. For those of you who do not live in America, um, we're not going to get into the history of it. Just cook extra food yeah we're not no for americans to eat yes we're we're gonna say that because it's yeah yes and if you have issues with relatives or family members um this tends to be the holiday that brings up the most drama so Mm -hmm. good luck yeah good luck um put yourself first yes remember don't accept disrespect avoiding things sometimes does help but uh if you do need to leaving and going to a different room at minimum can sometimes help but uh yeah so yeah happy turkey day everybody everybody and you will hear from us next week we love you and we'll see you will bye bye guys